Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Cruise Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. On the air. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. That's right. Your ride is about to begin. Whoops, it's already started. So I hope you're buckled up. Hi, I'm Fred Staub. Along for the ride, as always, is none other than Les Jackson. Les, hello and welcome. Good morning. Good morning. We are uh, stacked up with tons of information. Yeah, we sure are. And we're going to start with Lincoln going for five by 2026. Five electric crossovers to join their all-electric lineup. They are going to become the premium electric brand of the Ford Motor Company, just like Cadillac is for GM. Yep, absolutely. Uh, It makes sense. And Hyundai uh, might use microwave parts (laughs) to make up for the chip shortage. (laughs) I can just see getting into your Hyundai and, and you have to push... You know, potato warm-up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Maybe they have that poke-in sensor. You can poke it into your side to say, turn on the seed eater. Yeah. That's right. And and what will uh, and will the markups ever stop? Uh, this is something we've been talking about a lot on Cruise Control. If you go into a dealer, be prepared to pay well over MSRP. One Kia dealer doubled the price of the brand new EV6, which is supposed to be an affordable electric vehicle. We'll tell you about it. <sighs> Getting a bad attitude about this. <laughs> anyway, Subaru prices out the new WRX, which of course is a big sought after performance car. So I can only imagine the markups on that. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. It's mm. going to be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, So, uh, we'll talk about that. And we're also going to talk tech. Will an inflatable steering wheel lead to more safety? And it's not what you're thinking, that it's going to blow up like an airbag and protect you. It's a little bit of a different idea from Toyota. So, we'll tell you about that tech. Yeah. um, I don't know. I I think it's going to be a long time before big changes in steering wheels become acceptable. But... (laughs) But you mean you're we'll talking talk about, about the this. Tesla yoke, <laughs> the yoke well, joke? The, yeah, the the yoke and uh, you know, or no steering wheel or you know, just uh, people kind of kind of think a steering wheel is important. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair thing. And then I'm going to yeah. have a at the wheel review of uh, a real great vehicle, the Genesis GV70. I'm, uh, I'll tell you right up front. You know how I feel, Genesis is batting a thousand i have not had a bad genesis vehicle this is what they call their athletic uh uh crossover me (laughs) and that's like you yeah (laughs) not active lifestyle but athletic uh and it is a little bit smaller version so we'll tell you about that when we come back on cruise control your on-air automotive magazine stay tuned
Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We are uh, taking you on a ride around the automotive industry. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. And we're going to talk a little bit less about Lincoln. You know, Lincoln has kind of moved away, like many manufacturers, from sedans. Of course, they had the Continental. They even brought out the Continental with coach doors, or as some people called them, suicide doors, for a short while. I remember going to the event for it before the world closed down for COVID. (laughs) And um, it was going to be a custom, custom thing, but now they don't even have... The Continental, do they? No, and that that was really a great car. It was only around for, what, four years? Yeah, something like that. Um, But people want crossovers and SUVs, and Lincoln wants to be the dominant force there. So yeah, they. uh, um, I think they're going to do it. Well, they have a lot now, but of course they're all gas-powered. And the idea for Lincoln is to turn it into what Cadillac has become or is yep. becoming for GM, the all-electric premium kind of technology right. brand for the manufacturer. And um, there's some talk, uh, There's a, this article comes from Reuters, uh, that uh, they will see something around the size of the Aviator uh, by late 2024 or 2025. And there's some talk that this will be built on the platform that the Mach-E, Mustang Mach-E, is built on, which makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Well, that's a great platform. Uh, makes perfect sense. And uh, I, I picture it in my mind uh, as a Mach-E with a beautiful interior. Yeah, not that the Mach-E interior isn't beautiful no, but already, like a but super luxurious, high-end, uh, high-end fixtures. Yeah, going, as they say. going to the opera uh, <laughs> in your <interior>. crossover, <laughs> yeah, and and going off road while while you head over to the opera. <laughs> it's hard to drink champagne while you're off road. By yeah, the way. yeah, I, I I remember that. Do you remember the Lincoln commercial where the guy was cutting diamonds? In the back, yeah, and, yeah, years ago, yeah. yeah, and uh, and then he smiles and he had like a gap between his front teeth. I remember him smiling <laughs> and like perfect, you know. And if you are a fan of Saturday Night Live, we won't go into their take on that commercial, but they did have a take on that, and I'm uh, sure they did, yeah. We just won't share that right now with our audience, but let's just say they weren't cutting diamonds. Uh, that's all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, we're going to see a lot from Lincoln, uh, which I like because I don't want to see that brand go away. I want to see a lot of interesting uh, vehicles come out. And and in the last couple of years, they brought out some in, incredible interiors with their vehicles and really up the game. Um, you don't see a lot of Lincolns on the road. You know, I don't think they no, sell well, you don't. but, but uh, you know, they they will, they do have some great vehicles and hopefully uh, they will get even elevated even more. And I, I think that's, I think that's what's going to happen. But uh, 
if the I agree. if the chip shortage doesn't uh, stop, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, vehicles will be four hundred thousand dollars a year, and dealers uh, will be marking up a twenty five thousand dollar vehicle up to four hundred thousand dollars. Well, that's right. Uh, obviously, uh, the chip shortage is going to go away. I, I think it'll be in great, very good shape by the end of this year. Okay. I, um, I hope you're right. I don't think you'll be able to buy a microwave oven, but. Uh, <laughs> well, it's you funny you should mention that because uh, there is a report this week uh, that uh, Hyundai has been searching around for ways to get around the chip shortage because, let's face it, they want to build vehicles, but these new vehicles are hungry for chips, especially electric vehicles. So they don't want to keep removing features from their vehicles, and we don't want them to either. But there's a report from a publication called The Elec, and uh, they said that uh, Hyundai is looking to use parts for from microwaves or originally designed for microwaves. They're not going <laughs> to find a microwave sitting at the curb and say, wait a minute, I can get the chips out of that. Um, but that they can repurpose these things, these IC controllers, and use them instead of automotive chips. I think it's a good idea. They should try it. Why not? Let's face it, your microwaves, in most cases, last for years, I, right? I, I mean, I see a marketing idea here. <laughs> you use you use a lot of parts from the microwave, so a feature in the in the Hyundai is is you know you can put your cup of coffee in the glove compartment and push the reheat button. Cruise control. Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. I'm Les. He's Fred. Hello. And uh, yes, we're we uh, started to talk about the chip shortage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like we haven't been talking about that for the last several months. Um, and you know it's it's still going on. I it is cleaning up a little bit slowly. Is it? I mean, it's well, hard to it's hard to gauge. Is it cleaning up, or is it just become part of the process of uh, you know building well, a car? If you if you read uh, the electronics industry uh, information, I see today or something. They're catching up. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's it's slow because as they're catching up, they're, you know, the the usage of all this stuff is continually increasing with new products. And Ton of new products. All of that. Electric vehicles use more of these yep. chips than than gas power, right? Yeah. So, and we talked about Hyundai uh, using might use microwave chips, um, and frankly, I think. They should, they should experiment. I think it'll work fine with with used chips from various electronic components because they're theoretically, if a chip has lasted several years, it, it'll never fail. Mm, interesting, interesting stuff. Well, yeah, I hope everyone's learned their lesson. Though we need to produce some of these in various places. I'll tell you places. some some planning officials with the car companies. <laughs> I suspect are no longer supply people in their jobs. Yeah, people that say, "Okay, what do you need chip wise?" Well, well, let's talk about an ugly part of 
this chip shortage other than ugly for car makers not being able to build vehicles or having to build them without certain systems. One California dealer added over 100% markup to a Kia EV6. Now, EV6 is uh, related to the Hyundai Ioniq 5. These right. are supposed to have a starting price before any of the federal incentives, federal local incentives of 43650 a range of 310 miles. Um, and so it puts it into a relatively affordable electric vehicle range. And of course- right. down to the low to mid- 30s. Yeah, when you when you factor in uh, federal uh, tax right. breaks and things like that. Well, one California uh, dealer, and this was on Car Buzz, by the way, uh, added a massive markup. So, <laughs> as, as pictured, the MSRP for this was fifty nine thousand nine forty five. Uh, that mm. is a top spec GT uh, E all-wheel drive with all the extras. But he inflated it by $27,286, giving it a final price of $87,231. Now listen to the, these add-ons. This $27,286 includes a preparation fee of $999. What, That's... What, that's what the document fee is in the state of Virginia, $900 roughly. The dealers have gotten away with this for a number of years. So you must be really paying the guy that takes the plastic off the floor and gives it a wash a lot of money to be uh, yeah. charging well, $1,000 for that, right? It's it's a ripoff is what it is. It's um, a ripoff. And then there's something called Phantom Footprints. Which is a security uh, thing. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of crap that's sold at dealers, by the way. Like, have you noticed yep. they're selling the flashing lights? Like, it's a little chip when you push the brake pedal, it flashes right. your lights. Right. I hate those. People I pay really, for that annoying. by the month. By oh, the come month. On. Isn't oh, that crazy? Man. Uh, a door, a door edge guard. I don't know whether this is one, <laughs> one door. You mean, <laughs> you mean that little, that little thing you buy at AutoZone for four bucks? Yeah, you, you know, can that's... get a roll of it for about four yeah. bucks. I think uh, four hundred and thirty-nine dollars. For that, wow. I want a guy to stand by my car in the parking lot and yeah. tell people, no, stand back, move away, don't park there. Mud guards, two forty-nine. Uh, Mud guards. Now, uh, they, another $25,000 on the markup, which they'll throw in a level one charger, according to the sticker. I believe that okay, comes well, with its standard, doesn't it? That's a, that's a 1500 bucks or so. Mm. Uh, so that is crazy. Now, Jim Farley over at, at Ford, the Ford CEO, demanded dealers stop doing this on the Lightning. They said, or they're going to... They're going to uh, cut back on their allocations of vehicles. Uh, and this article in Carba says basically, you know, they hope they hope this starts happening where people start reporting these to car companies and saying this is out of control. I've seen it too. Uh, nitrogen tire fill, sketchy that it even does anything for your tires, yeah. $500. I mean, this is just pure, pure, pure profit. It's not good. Well, it's it's 
it it's despicable is is what it is i i just can't think of a more tactful word yep um and and i i hope every manufacturer does the same thing okay you gouge your customers uh when these cars start rolling off in normal volumes you're not going to get many well here's the thing less are is this just going to become the way of buying a new vehicle that no long you not that you'll even get the deal but that msrp is you're just going to pay over msrp that's what dealers want dealers are actually at dealer meetings they're trying to figure out ways to artificially limit the uh, availability of vehicles so they can charge more than msrp which you know is uh msrp has not been something people pay for decades and decades on anything yeah i mean so uh i I, it just it can't work this way i think what they're doing is that they're accelerating the inevitable um change in the laws that allow you and me and everyone else to buy directly from the factory Right, because you're Jim Farley, and you come out with this great vehicle, the Lightning, and then they screw it up because they want to make a killing on each vehicle, right? Yeah. And they still make money on the vehicle. They're not buy- They're just they're- kind of holding the vehicle and retailing it, right? They're not building it. Right. They're not designing it. This is – they're just – and the idea is they get money from service. And some of the dealers will say, and, well, now I won't get money from service because electric vehicle, it's going to need less service, right? Well, you're always going to have service. Um, they make most of their money from the financing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always say to people, if you're going to finance a car, don't do it through the dealer. Just go no, in. No, nope, I got a check. You tell me what it is. I'll come here with a check. And and that's it, because it just it just cloudies the whole deal. There's too many things going on, um, and you don't know what you're paying. And oh, it's all about the payments. Well, sure, what? It, but yeah. what does it actually cost me? You know, uh, that's the problem. So uh, I hope it changes. But folks, hang on to your vehicles if you can. Uh, a, there's plenty of new stuff coming out that's very exciting coming down the pike, and also. You just don't want to. That leaves a bad taste in your mouth to pay more. Well, than- yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hate it. Uh, quick story. Um, I've got a, a friend that has a Subaru that's got about one hundred and fifty thousand miles on it. He wants to buy a new one. It says, you know, I can't spend all this money. They want fifteen thousand dollars over Sticker. over you know what I could get the deal for, and I said. So you need a new engine and transmission in your Subaru and otherwise it's fine. He said, yeah. I said, spend the money and put in a new engine and transmission. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you won't spend $15,000. No, I and, agree. I agree. And you're not, you're not paying tax. I agree. Uh, on a new car. I agree. Uh, spend it. All right. Well, we'll be right back with more cruise control after this, and we'll talk about Subaru pricing the WRX and inflatable steering wheels, safety for your future. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 
Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. We're here. I'm Les. He's Fred. Hello. We got a lot of stuff to talk about before uh, before this hour's up, so we better get moving. Yeah, let's uh, jump right in. We are talking a new new cars might not be uh, available, but uh, let's talk about mm-hmm. some pricing on the uh, brand new WRX. Um, of course, if you buy that, you want to immediately take it out and run it on some dirt. Uh, but uh, the new 271 horsepower, 2.4 liter turbocharged boxer engine, there's a top level trim, GT level trim, and it is available with a new Subaru Performance transmission that offers faster up and down shifts. Of course, it comes with eyesight driver assist technology and advanced adaptive cruise control and a new uh-huh. a new Starlink 11.6 inch multimedia plus system um it they've kind of turned it like a tablet on the on the dashboard we've seen this before on the Outback and they're kind of i believe integrating that into into the whole Subaru lineup but we shall see about that but um let's talk pricing on this and uh, these of course are <laughs> Our pricing, uh, just standard MSRP pricing. Now it starts with the WRX Premium that's priced from thirty-one thousand six hundred five, um, and pretty nicely equipped. You can get an optional eleven-speaker Harman Kardon system in there, uh, plus a power moonroof for additional eighteen hundred and seventy-five dollars. I guess they feel people probably wouldn't take the moonroof by itself. That they have to always put it in with the, with the, yeah. uh, you know, better sound system. More, more people would take a uh, would take a um, sound system, I think, than a than a moonroof. Don't you? Uh, I would agree. Um, their prices for the WRX have have over the years remained remarkably consistent. Next up is the WRX Limited with steering responsive LED headlights, low and high beam blind spot detection with a lane change assist and rear cross traffic alert, and front and rear seats uh, covered in ultra suede trim, 10-way driver power seat with lumbar adjustment, and that 11-speaker Harman Kardon system with power moonroof. You also get a voice-activated TomTom, uh, navigation system with free map updates for three years, which is interesting. A lot of people don't update their maps, but they should, I guess, unless you use Android Auto or Apple yeah. CarPlay and they get updated automatically. Now, if you want more, Les Jackson, because I know you always do, the WRX well, GT, top-the-line GT, adds near-luxury refinement and performance for forty one thousand eight ninety five near luxury, <laughs> near luxury. Okay, uh, that's you don't want to be completely. Is there, as you know, it's important to me. Is there anything bespoke in it? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Yeah. Um. So really, it's a pretty straightforward yeah, bu- buy of this vehicle. I don't know. A destination delivery, by the way, is nine ninety five in Connecticut, 
Hawaii, Maine, uh, Massachusetts, Maine, and New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, and Vermont. Uh, in those states, hmm. uh, de- destination and delivery is eleven uh, one thousand one hundred forty five dollars for retailers in Alaska. Well, Alaska's harder to get to. Yeah. So uh, there you have it. Um, I think this is going to be a marked up vehicle, don't you? Well, it's it's got a real following and uh, enthusiasts buy these. I think they're going to get gouged. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, I would say so. But uh, it will be a fun vehicle to drive for sure. Uh no uh, no talk of an STI version yet, but I'm sure that will be forthcoming, don't you think? I think so. Wouldn't you do that with your, your $41,000 car, drive it on dirt immediately? <laughs> no. <laughs> really pound it? <laughs> I, 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 I'll drive the test car on dirt. Mm. But uh, uh, not, not driving mine. Yeah, fun fun vehicle. I'm actually excited to see what they've done with the Crosstrek, which, of course, the WRX Impreza, that is based on the Impreza, and the Crosstrek is based mm-hmm. on the Impreza, and I'm hoping that they do that that big screen in there. I think that would be really nice. Uh, Crosstrek, nice size vehicle, but a little bit missing a few uh, creature features in there. So, so there you have the Subaru pricing. Let's talk a little tech, shall we? You like talking Absolutely. tech. Absolutely. Well, especially this, because uh, it's I'm curious. I'm curious. All right. Well, the idea comes from Toyota, and it is a steering wheel that inflates. Now, you might say, oh, well, we have those sort of. They're called airbags. Comes out of the center airbag cover. That's not what they're talking about here. Toyota is talking about a system that will give you a tactile feel. Let's say if you're about to turn into a, a lane where someone's there uh, or you're, you're departing the lane, instead of vibrating your seat, instead of, um, instead of uh, uh, you know, flashing a light in the mirror, uh, they will um, basically inflate a little bit of the steering wheel that will make you grip the wheel. It will get your attention by uh, inflating the wheel. Now, the folks over at CarBuzz have found this new patent, uh, and they discovered that, and had been filed in the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And this is uh, a way of alerting people to leaving the lane or perhaps that there's someone in the lane that they're trying to go into. And it would basically inflate the rim diameter to to make them aware. What do you think about that? Well, I like it better than shaking the wheel. As you know, some of the systems, if if it's drifting in the lane and you're not holding the wheel, it, it vibrates the wheel, which, you know, is kind of annoying. Yeah, I've... When I first experienced that, I thought, well, what's going wrong here? Am I getting, getting a flat yeah. or is there a problem with the suspension? Uh, or like, wow, nobody balanced the wheels on this thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and that was my first thought uh, when I experienced that. But uh, I, I don't know. I think this could have I think this could have some sizzle here. Uh, I think it's got possibilities. Yeah. 
I tell you what, if you check out uh, our Cruise Control Facebook page, you go over to our Facebook page, we've got a picture of a 450-horsepower V8 that Yamaha is working on. And uh, it is powered by hydrogen less. And um, it's very interesting, the intake on this thing. If you go over to our Facebook page, you can see it. It looks like a almost header a header on top of it on top of the vehicle, uh, but Yamaha is working. Uh, they work with Volvo. They've worked with Ford in the past, I believe. Didn't they build the engine for the yeah, Taurus? The, uh, the SHO. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they are working with Toyota, and the idea is to have a engine that runs on hydrogen. And if I can find this quote from uh, Takahishi Yamada, who is on the hydrogen engine development team, he said uh, he describes the engine hydrogen engines as fun with easy to use performance characteristics. <laughs> I, li- I like that. I, yeah. Um, yeah. You and I have talked about this as a way to keep classic cars on the road in the future, right? It just makes a lot of sense. Um, and the other nice thing about it is, of course, you'd have a hydrogen tank, which is safe, you know, a- ASTM standards. Uh, it's not going to break if you get into a crash. But the nice thing is with your vintage car that you don't drive often, the fuel never degrades. It's It's just sitting in the tank under pressure it's not like leaving gas in there for six months so you're not going to have to drain your tank you're not going to have to go through your carburetor or whatever uh does can it be used with carburetors and fuel injection or or what would you need to do well i am sure you'd be able to use it with fuel injection carburetors you have to um liquefy it you have to be able to um, mix mix it with air. The carburetor doesn't need to be a carburetor as such because you're not vaporizing it. Okay. Uh, I think it's it would be a rather simple manifold of some kind. Yeah. Well, head on over to our Facebook page and throw us a like if you like. We've got that picture of that engine up there, uh, and it is pretty wild looking. The intake, as I say, it looks like a, a header. <laughs> yeah, it, it would look cool poked through a hood. I, I would think. It looks like a Formula One engine. It does. It does. Hey, when we come back, I'll have an at-the-wheel review of the Genesis GV70, so stay tuned. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is none other than Les Jackson. And I have an at-the-wheel review this segment on uh, Genesis, the Genesis GV70. If you're not familiar with Genesis, it is the high-end, high-end brand of Hyundai. And Les, you and I think they're pretty good i mean everything thing i've driven from genesis has been pretty much outstanding uh same here i continually say that you're getting mercedes and audi quality uh for two-thirds of the price and a 10-year warranty yeah that's true that's true 
and uh, let's let's take a look at it because this vehicle is what they call their athletic midsize urban SUV. That's what they called it when they debuted it hmm. uh, back in about uh, December of 2020. Yep. Um, I found it to be really a, a, a racy looking exterior and um it's very interesting some of the elements i i've kind of uncovered in it the back of it sort of reminded me of a 928 the way a 928 porsche the way it comes together very similar and then the lights of course which kind of scale the go across all of the genesis brand definitely remind me of pontiacs from the 60s you know the slat lights especially the tail lights in the back on the outside, this thing was all about texture. There was texture everywhere. Of course, the grill in in the spokes of the wheels, on the side trim, even the dead pedal had texture in it. It's kind of got like a shooting brake look to it as well. You know, very subtle uh, kind of rise to the belt line. Uh, it's got those cool looking quarter windows in the back, and. Some of the exi- biggest exhaust outlets I've ever seen. These look like five-inch naval guns. Actually, there used to be a cartoon in the newspapers. They'll do it every time, and they had the the car that was always in it was called the Belch Fire Five Hundred in it, and it had huge exhaust like, rocket engine exhaust. Interior in this was amazing. Alcatara on the seating surfaces, leather. Great interiors. Uh, just a clean, modern interior, uh, leather with red uh, stitching, a great kind of a carbon fiber pattern, red seat belts. One of the neat features is they include uh, something you see in uh, limousines, the ability to move the seat back and forth, the passenger seat. Everything, uh, including gears, is controlled by the the round controls on the console. Also, what was interesting, the uh, assist for parking and overhead view they did something called augmented reality where they had a uh, simulated car on the screen mixed with the real camera. And you get to hear things like warm fireplace, rainy day, open air cafe. There is a kind of a sound, soothing sound setting, sounds of nature. On the outside, uh, great looks, once again, aggressive looks, long hood, short rear deck, a little bit of the the Dodge Magnum in there too, a little bit somewhere along the way, although much swoopier. It's got the shield grill that you find on virtually all Genesises uh, or Genesis, uh, or Genesis, I guess, <laughs> whatever the plural of that. Yeah, yes. Uh, under the hood, we had a V6 engine. You can get it with the uh, 2.5 liter four, uh, but that V6 was a twin turbo. Uh, 375 horsepower, 395 pound-feet of torque. That's how you get in the rear deck. You press a button underneath the windshield wiper. Uh, nicely finished in the back. Uh, remote latches for the uh, dropping the seats. And it does have a spare underneath there that is not a... Um, it's a space-saver spare, but frankly, that's pretty rare these days to get a spare of any kind in a vehicle. Uh, just That's true. love the looks of it. About the only thing missing was fog lights. Maybe it had them. I could not find them. Maybe it was just a, a victim of style. The stylist thought they would ruin the look. But um, I just love the texture everywhere on this. Side moldings. As I said, even the dead pedal gets texture. 
Just a great riding, great driving vehicle. Ours had the Sport Advance package, which takes the $52,600 suggested retail price up about $5,000. The Mauna Red, I guess it's M-A-U-N-A Red paint, was a $500 option. And then we had the Sport Prestige package. 21-inch Sport alloy wheels, electronic limited slip diff, Napa leather surface uh, seating surfaces with suede inserts, uh, and the uh, carbon fiber trim, which was really pretty in the sunlight. Very pretty. Three-zone climate, heated second-row seats, manual rear-side sunshades, and a 12.3-inch digital cluster with head-up display. The interior was very clean, very modern, and uh, all as goes for virtually all of the Korean vehicles, be it Kia, Hyundai, or Genesis. The controls were just great, easy to use. I like the knurled knob that you could use for the volume and tuning of the radio. Everything had a good feel. Once again, the augmented reality where a graphic of the car is superimposed over uh, the parking lot, in this case, uh, and the camera. Everything's controlled by this console-mounted center dial. You can rock it left, right, up, down. Real easy to use. Did not need to open up any book or, or try to figure out what was going on. By the way, the uh, eight-speed automatic transmission is the only transmission you can get. It is paddle-shifted and did a great job of uh, bringing this vehicle uh, through the gears. Uh, just impressive-looking, well-put-together, love the red color, love the interior. Um, and let's t- look at the total price on it. I said the manufacturer retail price was 52600 We got the red paint on this which was an upgrade so it's probably tinted um tinted uh, clear coat uh to give it that nice hue uh the sport advanced package napa leather seating surfaces layered edge backlit trim leatherette upper instrument and door panels suede headliner which is really a nice upgrade uh a genesis digital key did not use that but that is i'm sure some way to turn your smartphone into a key um, of course, it had the Lexicon premium audio system with uh, 16 speakers. So all in with all of that, the trim and appearance and uh, sound system package, $64,045. Mileage, not super great. Uh, 19 city, uh, 21 city highway, 25 hmm. on the highway. Um, but I tell you what, I, I kind of did not want to see this one go away. I enjoyed it. And interesting thing about those big exhaust ports on the back, uh, in colder weather, and we had some weather in the teens, they just emit tons of smoke. Yeah, lots of vapor. Yeah. Lots of vapor. And even when yep. you shut it off, um, even when you shut it off, the vapor st- still kept coming out. So I just love the shape of it, though. Um, I would call it a shooting brake style look. Uh, and... I think it's very sporty. I think it has the all-wheel drive capability. It's got great cargo capability. It's just a great design, high-end interior, nice nice job all the way around from Genesis. And as you said, um, they have something called the Genesis Experience, three-year, 36,000-mile complimentary maintenance, three-year, 36,000-mile complimentary service valet. Uh, it has complimentary Genesis-connected services. 
complimentary map care, meaning you can get your maps updated. And of course, a great warranty, five year, 60,000 mile new vehicle warranty, 10 year powertrain or 10 year or 100,000 mile powertrain warranty. Hard to go wrong. A seven year unlimited anti-perforation warranty. I mean, uh, and they throw in a full tank of gas. <laughs> so so <laughs> well, there you that, have that's it. That's worth a lot of money these days. That is not, that is not like, oh yeah, thanks, sure. Um, that, that carbon fiber trim was beautiful, though. Really, really nice. So I turned on the warm fireplace and enjoyed the yep, Genesis. There you are. Genesis GV70. Good, good stuff. Sport Prestige 3.5 liter T. Hey, it's time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.